I am Tova Cito. And I am Janice Gant. And we believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And that it is our job to get us there. Every week, we will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The Remedy. Well, hello, everybody. Happy Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. (laughs) Whatever day you're listening to this, happy fall. Hope you are ready for the very next episode of The Remedy with Tovacito and Janice Gant and Kevin Ebling. Here we are. everybody. Yay. What a beautiful fall day. I know. Isn't the weather so lovely? Oh, yeah. I oh. can just walk and walk yeah. and walk. Yep, I did. Today I went on my first walk, and then I came back, and then I had my second you walk. You did? Yeah, because I had some time, and I was like, I'm yeah. not going to just be inside. It's too pretty. Oh, it's so beautiful. Isn't it beautiful? Yeah, it really is. Wow. It's gorgeous. How are you today? Maybe I'll go for a walk, too. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that elicit laughter? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was being serious. Well, get the rest of that coffee it. down and go to the bathroom and then go <laughs> yes. out for a walk because you'll have yes. energy nice from energy. that gigantic are coffee. coffee right that I'm now? drinking way too notice. quickly. Yeah. <laughs> this was full when I walked in. Where, where did you get your coffee? McDonald's. I love McDonald's coffee and iced tea. Is it your favorite? Do you like it better than Starbucks? I do. Starbucks always tastes burned to me. I don't know. Starbucks. I've never oh, really liked Starbucks. I love coffee. Starbucks. You Their do? Tea is good. Uh-huh. Love I love drip coffee too. Oh, I and love drip they too. should be a sponsor. Oh, for sure. For us. I know oh, that. Their nitro cold yeah. brew is really good. Go get yeah. it, Tova. Yeah, I do. We they do need to. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I do agree. like it a lot. They're and the people that work in there are always so nice. Yeah. It's kind of a locals place. What is I it just, called? Drip. It's oh. on Lovers. And then there's another one on uh, Oak Lawn and in the shopping center where there's a Tom Thumb, like, on Oak Lawn. And um, I get my hair cut there. There's a sandwich place. Oh, look that up. Oak Lawn, just, just south Is that where Malibu Poke is? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. I okay. take it back, okay, though. whatever. My favorite <laughs> coffee that I've ever so had. got... Food poisoning there. The gem. When you bring me that coffee from the gem, that's the yeah, best. Yeah, that, yeah. I hardly ever have it, but it's like the best. Yeah, I need to bring that to you. Oh, you, I n- I've never had the gem coffee. No, I haven't either, but Kevin I just, says it's the best. Oh, I go in there and get just that green juice. I love it. Flawless. Oh, yeah. Is it working? That I'm flawless? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. <laughs> you don't Good need answer. To <laughs> Okay, we need to um, thank our sponsor today. So this was a nice surprise. I um, I went to high school with this precious girl named Tara White. I don't think that I have heard her name since high school. Oh, my gosh. And she emails me. I hope you remember me. I saw a post from Brett, who's one of our mutual friends from high school, recently. And after one quick Google, there you are, which led me to your podcast. I've been listening to your podcast and loving it. And she went on and on and on and on and on. And she ends with uh, going to Venmo you for a podcast since you are now part of my therapy and remedy. Uh, Love that you fell into my phone. I'm happy that I've discovered you, Janice and Kevin. I hope your recovery and healing is going well and no more surgeries. Hugs and love, Tara. That is so cool. Like it really is. A high school. <laughs> yeah. D- what, I was like, of course I remember Tara. It's so cute. From Utah? No. You always think I grow up in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> Why you? I have never been. I was where did you go to high school? Here. I know, but where? Bergner High School. Where's that? Oh, Richardson. Do Utah like a big Mormon population or something? Is that why you? Always oh think yeah. Yes, or? I guess yes. it is. She always thinks my parents. Well, no, are- yeah, here's, she <laughs> here's why I think that because your brother's there. Yes, <laughs> that's why I always <laughs> think that. Oh well, yeah, I can get that. Yeah, but yeah, and, and the Mormons your... are there. Yeah, but. I Were there grew up Mormons there. at Bugner's? <laughs> I'll probably ask you that again. <laughs> I reserve the right. There were to... 987 people who graduated from Bergner. I think there were six Mormons. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think there were any in Lubbock. I don't, well, I don't know there were. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like there's kind of always a few Mormons yeah. everywhere. Interesting. Hey, Kev, will you turn me up a little bit? Uh, Yeah. Do you mind? No. I feel a little... I feel, I, yeah, I Good. can hear myself better now. Yep. 
Um, so thank you, Tara White. Yes, That's thank funny. you, Tara White. <laughs> Who grew up in Richardson, not Utah. Okay, okay, I got it. <laughs> You know what, though? I probably take more, like, I. it feels when people think I'm from Utah, I'm like, I am not from Utah. <laughs> and it's only because of my insecurities. Because you don't want to be from there? I do not <laughs> want to be a Mormon from Utah. And I, It's just too, it's just too much. Yeah, yeah. I'm already a Mormon from, or was a Mormon from Dallas. That was scarring enough. <laughs> I'm still in therapy about that. I don't need to be from Utah as well. That's so funny. I'm just glad you Google Tobacito and it comes up. You find the podcast. Some, that's awesome. And something positive. Yes. Well, you know, if you like when you punch in Google, uh, yeah, I, I don't even, I'm not going to look mine up. If you put like Tovacito space, it will show you like the next word that like most people have searched. Uh -huh. So like Tovacito, the it? first one is podcast. The second one is accident. I'm like, why did people Google that? Really? Isn't that really weird? Oh, that's interesting. So a lot of people were like curious about that when we, I guess when we talked about it on the show, probably. No, I don't think I ever made Yeah, but it is too. Yeah, I don't think there's a bunch of articles on it. <laughs> I didn't yield a lot of results, but people were interested. I remember doing that one time, and I think one time it was husband. Oh, that's on there. That's number three. Yeah. Is it? Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. I was people like, just want to know if you're married. People want to know if I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> no, Craig, she's you not. Better watch out. <laughs> she's just skanking around. <laughs> better behave, Craig. <laughs> oh, yours is all good stuff, though. If you it pops up. Thank so, God, yeah. right? I mean, we're all kind of one Google away from something. <laughs> yeah. I have never robbed a bank. I have never been I've accused never been of arrested. beating children. Have you been arrested? Never. Mm -mm. No. Oh, okay. I was like, should I ask Close. that? <laughs> I feel like every cool guy I know has been arrested. I swear I wasn't arrested. <laughs> I had a few close shaves. Close, but... though? Oh, have you ever funny. talked to a cop outside of being pulled over? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, a lot of Have times. Have you? You mean like, like just to be nice? No, to him? no, oh. no, no. Like in trouble for something like has else. A cop ever had a conversation with you that didn't involve your car, a traffic no. situation? No. Yeah. See, me same with you. Yeah. Me. I had a wreck like on were... Friday. Oh. Yeah. What? Yeah. Are you in a different car today? No. No. Oh, but it's dinner. I usually do. I, what happened? I was at a four way stop on St. John and Hillcrest. Aww. And I stopped and then I pulled out. I was headed to Fish City to get our dinner. And I was turning left and the girl ran her stop sign and hit the rear, the Aww. right mm. quadrant on the back. You have a brand new beautiful yeah. car. I know. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? Don't make it where you never. Yeah, it. they'll fix it. But. <sighs> I was so annoyed. And then she said, you pulled out in front of me. You're like, sister. You did. I was like, no, I didn't. <laughs> and uh, and then Tom, I called Tom and he said, call the police so that they have a record of it. And so I called the HP Especially police. Especially she's trying to say uh -huh, Always do that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So the policeman came and. So yeah, now we're in the middle of that. You never had a thing with the cops, whether you were, you know, you were somewhere you weren't supposed to be, or had something you weren't supposed to have, anything like that. No, not even I you were a, like really young. No, I'm a very good girl. <laughs> we both were allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> On paper, we were perfect. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I have never. Uh, I never have. I would be too scared to get Not that I remember, like that. but I, I don't really even remember where life. you grew up, so I might have forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Tom gave it, there's this book that he was reading. It's called You're Not Listening. Oh, and you told us about that. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. and I, I don't, I'm really working on listening mm -hmm. because I'll get in about two sentences with something and then I go somewhere else. Fade to black? No, no, I just go like, okay, I got to hurry up and I can't forget to call this or do this. I'm, I'm always having a list running through my head. See, I have the luxury of not, ha I mean, not, it sounds terrible what I was about to say, but like, I still have, I'm still single, I'm engaged, but I'm not married. And there's something about having space to regroup. Uh-huh. You know, uh -huh. I have time to regroup. Like if I had to end my day and then there's Craig all day, every day, I mean, I'm, that's going to be something that I have to really. Yeah, you do. Like I got home from out of town. Uh, George and I went to family weekend to see Carter. Oh, how fun. Oh my gosh, it was so fun. But I got home last night 
And Craig invited me to dinner and which was so sweet. You know, let's watch the cowboy game. Let's do Philly cheesesteak. And I was like, you know, George wanted to stay home. Mm -hmm. I kind of, and it was like, if I had to just go right back into that, I, I mean, I love Craig more than anything. Right. You know, right. Just like you, you love Tom. I mean, I finished listening to our podcast this morning about last week and you were talking about all the ways that you love Tom. And it's not about that, but it's like, oh, you got to like, you need a minute. Well, and I know I've said this, that, you know, once COVID started, I decided to come home and work from home. Right. And then Tom uh, works worked in a uh -huh. shared office mm -hmm. space and then he came home mm -hmm. because it was his was neither one of us wanted to do be around people in an office mm -hmm. and um and yeah sometimes it's a lot yeah you know i mean tom said to me one day because it's a lot isn't it and i go yeah it's a lot <laughs> because you do get so used to and i don't know you're probably the same way toba i when i see people like if i see three or four people straight in a row or five even Ooh, i am depleted Absolutely. i i don't i can't listen mm -hmm. i mean my brain mm -hmm. kind of shuts mm -hmm. down mm -hmm. i feel i kind of want to go sit in my closet yep you know just to kind of really get and you were you've been single for a while yep. i was single for 10 years and i'm really glad that i'm not single i mean i'm so happy to be married with tom and but it's just it's just sometimes it's just a lot needing that space and i've gotten to where we've talked about it and he's so great about me being able to tell Take him what minute. i'm uh-huh mm -hmm. and he and he Without hears that personal uh-huh yeah he doesn't get his feelings hurt thank goodness yeah we had the best time this weekend we went to a spoon concert in fort worth <laughs> always the spoon. always spoon <laughs> <laughs> It was so fun, Aww. and he. It was a in a venue out at the uh, rodeo area, you oh, know, yeah. the, and um, and it was this music hall, and it was, and there was just there was only in the very very back there were a few tables, and then there was this one little section that was right to the left of the right, like between like me and Kevin almost to the stage. And that's where our table was. He oh, got these really wow. good and it was absolutely the greatest thing. It was oh. so much fun. The security guard was right there and everybody else, the whole rest of the room, it was all stand up. It was like a, you oh know, a stand up concert. Yeah, I can't, I'm, I'm, I can't do stand up anymore. Well, I, I, I've never done it, but this was, absolutely it was like i felt like they were in our living room that's so fun it was so much fun Yay. yeah it was fun so was it down by like, like stockyards where the, yeah, yeah stock stockyards like where the rodeo is uh-huh yeah. uh -huh. so fun yeah it was really fun good yeah do they always do like the same set or is it different every no no time? it's it's different every time they have a they had an album yeah they had an album come out like i don't know Maybe it was two years ago, so they always mix it up, but they always play a lot of the others that how we old like. The main stage. Oh. Uh, you know, I don't know how old they are. I think they're probably in their forties. I would say a little older than me, maybe uh -huh. in early forties. Yeah, and they um, Spoon needs to sponsor us as much as we're talking. About <laughs> that's true. <laughs> well, honestly, honestly, and truly, I, Tom's dream. He has his friend in Marfa who is really good friends with all these rocker people and so he said that he thought he could get spoon to come for a private concert that in marfa then we could just invite the people we wanted so i don't know if that's going to happen or not but that's kind of tom's dream so that's fun cool. we'll be there yeah, yeah. Say, we wouldn't that be so that? fun i'll listen to spoon for that i bet a lot of people have listened to this and now they're like they check it out yeah Definitely. check out spoon yeah um, okay, so today we are finishing our conversation that we started last week. The article that we are reading from is called 10 Steps to Abundance. And today we go six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. Yeah. What, you want to read six? Sure. Um, okay, I got to turn it the long way because I have such bad eyesight. <laughs> okay, number six, realize that you are responsible. Um, okay, to hear your poverty is only a belief in your consciousness only made me angry. It took me many years to realize and accept that I was the only person responsible for my lack of prosperity. 
It was my belief that I was unworthy and not deserving, that money is difficult to come by and that I do not have the talents and abilities that kept me stuck in the mental system of not having, writes Louise Hay in You Can Heal Your Life. Yeah. So taking responsibility, number six, realize that you are responsible. Mm -hmm. Kev, do you feel totally responsible for the outcome of your life? I don't know. It's a weird question because yeah. there's so many, so often things happen that are beyond your control. Yeah. I so, think it is a hard question. No, I don't think I am. Yeah. But, I, but in a way, maybe, I don't know. I do. And I, I, because I believe with every fiber of my being that if I focus on whatever I focus on is going to grow in my life yeah, wherever and, you water, uh -huh, and whatever is entertaining, you know, running around in my brain about whether it's money or friends or family or illness or whatever it might be, that that is going to have a huge influence on the experience that's going to come to me. And I do think that there are, I think that when we are on the path of victimization, I think it's kind of like putting your foot on the hose you know, you're blocking mm -hmm. off the That's such flow. A analogy. Yeah. And so when we take our foot off of that, and I think fear and anxiety is one of the things that will, will influence us to put our foot on the hose mm -hmm. and block off the good that is supposed to come to us. Because I do believe that, that abundance is the result of living in an abundant universe and with a loving God that is all about abundance mm -hmm. and so but i do think that we have to we don't have to but i think we want to participate in keeping our foot off of that so that and we do that by claiming that it's ours because mm -hmm. i think it's all i don't think we're getting i think it's already there we just have to receive it so do you believe that people have a victim mentality like poor me why does why can't I catch a break? Why does bad stuff always happen to me? Why me? Um, how could Definitely. how could he have done this to me? Do you believe where where does that mindset come from? I think it's probably learned. I think mm -hmm. that there's a lot of victims out in the world, yeah. and depending on, I think a lot of these thoughts are learned early in life. I did not have this same mindset when I was growing up, you Did know, you have a victim I've, mentality. I've definitely caught myself getting sucked into that hole. Yeah. It's a so victim, easy. Victim mindset. For sure. Mm -hmm. Like something everyone can relate to, like the responsible thing, like the pandemic is an example. I'm not responsible for that happening, but I'm responsible for how it affects me and how I manage it. So that's why I don't know. I, I guess I'm not responsible for everything, you know, but I'm well, responsible for how it affects me. Well, how you respond to it. Yeah. Yeah. I that? think that's what responsibility is, is the ability to respond to life. And like the pandemic, no, I don't think that my, if I got the pandemic, that my thinking created that in me, but it would be my ability to deal with what was there in front of me. Some of it's practical, like wearing a mask or not being around people or not seeing people in my house for a long time. And, and then it, you know, I mean, life happens, but I don't think, I think that we have so much more capability to change our path mm -hmm. than we really realize we have. I remember when I worked at the church um, and he, he so meant well, but there was this guy that I worked with and anytime something quote unquote bad or hard happened to yeah. me, he would always say, man, you just can't catch a break. Yeah. See, man, and what if you thought that? And I hated. I yeah. would hate that too. Yeah. I hated when he put me in that victim cat like my life is just so hard like you're you're like, just bad bad luck you're, yeah you know bad luck and you know what like look my resume if you look at my <laughs> yeah. life resume i don't have the sexiest resume no you got every reason to want to be a victim you know and i could be like life has given like it wasn't my choice for 
my kids to die or have a miscarriage right. or my husband to do what he did or this accident, accident most recently you know i mean it's not super sexy no um but the last thing i want is for somebody to look at my life and put me in a victim i in a poor you mentality in a poor me meant i yeah. hate that so much and well it's good because if you you could put on that coat and you could wear it around yeah, you could run with and it. then it would be like all right we'll just get grip because there may be more yeah you know and i think that yeah, that i agree with and that. then you look at your life and you think yes it was absolutely so painful and horrific for you to lose those children and look at what you have mm -hmm. i've you know? always gained more than I've lost. Yeah. I have always gained more in life than I've ever lost. And, and you didn't have to. I mean, if you wanted to be a victim for the rest of your life, you're in a situation where people aren't going to say, get over it, move on. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. You could absolutely wear that hat forever. I, we know people like that. I mean, uh, I, we for know sure. people who've, who have lost a lot and their lives are forever different and forever changed. And, and you know what? We give those people a hall pass because of what they've been through. Well, you know, he drinks a lot or or she has anger problems or or they've never been able to get ahead and here's why and it's like we excuse and we but you know what I think I think you have an excuse, Kev, to be to be a victim. I think you, Janice, have an excuse. I think every single person who's walking the sidewalks of this earth has a reason to be a victim to life because I don't think any of us escape life. It's called, it's, that's what life is. <laughs> it's, yes. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And I think that, you know, I can remember growing up in the Baptist church, and I've probably said this before too, that there was almost a glorification to poverty. Oh, yeah. and you the, said that. The yeah. shoes and the outfits, yeah. and you're like, they're yeah. not going to be me. <laughs> yeah, those missionaries would stand in the front and wanting people to give, you know, to help, you know, pay for their lifestyle in Africa or whatever, wherever they were going. And it was just everybody was so, so proud of their poverty almost, <sighs> you know, which, which is just not... I mean, I appreciate people who make that choice sure. to go and do something like that. But there's these, nothing wrong with but, that. But they, but if you're going to do that, then that I think needs to come from a positive aspect of this a is place the of greatest thing, and mm -hmm. I cannot wait to see what happens it because it's going to be all good. Yes, you know, and I just think that that is. I think that that's as we examine this that there were just a lot of influences and a lot of uh, this whole new thought process abundance mm -hmm. is new yeah we and, talked about that last yeah week. and it and that's where it is it is so important in my opinion that i and my children and my grandchildren and hopefully the listeners can take their foot off the hose and claim i am a child of the abundant world yeah and, and let it spirit flow. and just let it flow mm -hmm. bring it on mm -hmm. yeah i really do believe that i totally i totally agree with that and i do think that limitations exist within we talked about it last week it's a perspective you know it really is it is a mindset i mean we could all have a victim mm -hmm. mentality every single you know people always say oh i haven't been through what you've been through it doesn't matter we've all been through stuff you know we well, all it's not a it's not a contest yes and you know grief is grief pain is pain sorrow sorrow sad yeah. is sad hard is hard you know there's no like category it's not like i want to be in a i've had a harder life category than anybody else that that actually is annoying to me yeah. i don't even want to be in that category and you know i was thinking about uh i was coming back yesterday with with uh georgie and we had some people that were we knew on the plane and were and they were like oh we heard about your accident da, da, da. and i was like i'm just so grateful and i thought about like the spin you know that i that, and you know george is like on his phone and barely pretending to listen you know and but i thought 
I hope he's listening. I hope all this time my kids have been listening to my response to this. Like, oh, but you know what? I was so grateful. I'm so thankful. It's, you know, and then one of the men was like, oh my God, this was just this April. Like, you look amazing. And then what a recovery. I'm like, it's a miracle. I'm so thankful. And they're like, that must have been so hard. I was like, one of the most difficult things I've ever been through, but I'm so grateful. You know, it's like, everybody kind of wants to stay in, stay in the space of like hard, but it's like, I can't get out of that fast no. enough. No, you know? no. Just, I want to get out of that space as quickly as possible. Well, I think, and I think that that's what happens when you go into gratitude. Yeah. It takes you out of that space, which is going to help you experience more positivity and abundance and the positive things that are going to happen in your world. Yes. You know, I think that if we claim it, like we wrap ourselves in that cloak of poverty, whether it's financial or friendships or relationships, scarcity, scarcity, whatever it is, illness. I mean, whatever it is. Yeah. You got it on. Just keep wearing that robe. Yeah, you do. (laughs) You sure do. (laughs) Okay. Okay. number Number seven, express gratitude. Every time I see a coin on the street, I stop, pick it up, put it into my pocket and say out loud, thank you, God for this symbol of abundance that keeps flowing into my life. Never once have I asked, why only a penny, God? You know I need a lot more than that, writes Dr. Dyer. I read, when I read his book, right when I was going through my divorce, and I was scared about money. Mm-hmm. I didn't know because Kurt had, was not real transparent with me about that, and mm-hmm. and I and I was, even after the divorce and I got some money, but I was, wasn't sure. I mean, I just didn't know what was going to happen. And so I had read this in his book and I did this and I had this really pretty brown kind of etched box. And every time I'd go on a walk or no matter where it was, if I found a penny or a quarter, or whatever, I picked it up and I put it in that box and probably Four or five years ago, Bryn said, uh, I had the box sitting somewhere, and she said, oh my gosh, I love that box, and I said, look in it, and she looked in it, and there were all my coins that I had found, and I, she said, oh, I love this, and I said, why don't you take it home hmm. and use it, hmm. and and she did, and I, I mean, I, that, I, I would pick up that penny and say, thank you, God, for abundance, hmm. because he really, he really, was the first person that had ever really, I had read that really stressed that concept. I love that. You know, every single time I get a new client or I get a new person that I get to marry or every single time I say, thank you, God. Yeah. Every single time I, I, I treat it because I believe it. It's not like I'm going through the motions. I believe that all of that is a gift from God. Well, and think about it. We, if somebody says, like if Tom says to me, thank you so much for cooking dinner, Mm -hmm. you know, and like I said, oh, Tom, that concert was so much fun. Thank you so much. And then that, that expression of gratitude does make everybody else feel better. And it, and it does keep that flow going. So I just don't think we can say thank you too much. Yeah. Yeah, I I could not. And I think living in gratitude, I I think that gratitude is such a uh, is such a uh, cure all. You know, it's like if you're having a bad day or you're having a bad you you talked about it last week with Tom, like, you know, whenever you're you start focusing too much on like the things that are you shift your brain and you start thinking about all the things that you love about Tom and how much you're grateful for Tom and it changes the way that you look at Tom and the way I feel feel in my body. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. About Tom. Yeah. And it is that is the case across the board. It is a shift. And that's all this is. I mean, we said it last week. We're saying it again this week. This is a it sounds simple. It's not. It's probably a little bit more difficult than we're making it sound, but it is a mm. shift of perspective well, and mindset. It is simple. It's just it not simple. easy. Yes. To, I love when to you say develop that, that whole <laughs> new concept. I really had to because I man, 
in in my first marriage and oh i was such a victim you know i would just whine and gripe <laughs> about the way things were and God, i can't believe my friends stayed my friends and it was just oh you know and it's it was terrible i mean i was i mean i had migraines i had stomach aches i had all sorts of physical things and i it was because of that negative mindset for sure i can't even i mean i don't I don't dislike people who have that mindset, but I don't want to spend time around people who have that no, mindset. I don't either. It's not fun. <clears throat> and it's a, it's not one that I share. Yeah, I agree. Okay, number eight. Ocho. Give, you will receive. The day of the go-getter has passed. He has been supplanted. Supplanted. I've oh. never seen that word before. Never have either. Me either. <laughs> He has been Supplant, supplant. supplanted, yeah. supplanted by the go-giver, writes Napoleon Hill in Think and Grow Rich. He said, it is one thing to want money, everyone wants more, but it is something entirely different to be worth more. Oh. Da, da, da. It means replaced. I just looked it up, by the way. Oh, oh thank supplanted. you. Why don't okay. I just say that then? Just yeah. put replaced. He has been replaced by the go-giver. Okay. <clears throat> Um, as Anthony Robbins states, devise a way to consistent to consistently add real value to people's lives and you will prosper. It is really a simple technique of being more valuable, giving our best performance consistently at work, devising ideas that improve the quality of people's lives and excelling at your skills are ways of truly being of value to others. Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Wayne Diet, and Thomas Edison contributed to the well-being of others, be it material or spiritual, and hence received greatness and prosperity in return. In small ways or big, give to others and see the abundance flow right back at you. Love it. Woo! Yeah. So, Kev, what are ways that you are a giver? Um... God, I think I'm maybe overly generous with everything. I think that's sort of just the way I am. Well, I love that about you. I don't know. Sometimes it's uh, it's funny. Like I'll say that to Elise sometimes professionally. I'm like, I'm not a greedy man, like or a hard nose or whatever. And she was like, Well, maybe for us, could you be a little more greedy? And like, <laughs> so like, will you give people a discount or something if they say, Well, that's too much. I can't. Is that what absolutely. you're talking about? Yeah. I mean, I still have got. I, I hate thinking about this stuff. There's still plenty of times where. I still haven't even been paid for something, but it's just, I'm bad about that. I'm bad at giving and not expecting. Yes, exactly. Mm. Um, and I'm not trying to say I'm like the greatest guy ever or anything no, like that. But I, I just, maybe I'm, maybe that makes me, I don't know. Maybe that's a sign of weakness. I don't know. So but, why do you not go back and ask for what you think you deserve? I, I, I always will, but uh -huh. it's something where after a while they say I'm having you know, a problem or something like that. Oh, I always yeah. say, you know, it's fine. Um, and we were actually just talking about this the other day because uh, Elise made a joke about me, which I'm not. She made a joke about me being cheap. And I'm like, I have never been cheap. I was like, I give you anything you ever want. And she's like, no, you're just really cheap with yourself. I'm like, I don't know why. I don't like giving myself things. It makes me feel guilty. I've always had that. I don't know why. But it feels good to give other people stuff, especially a significant other. I like to give myself and other people things. Me too. You never feel bad? Like, I, okay, like I should not have spent that on myself. Nope, like, never. I do not Me neither. Oh, never. I always have remorse. But I had, but you know what? I had to learn that. I And the only way I could learn it was by doing it. Because I was told, don't be selfish, don't be selfish, don't be selfish. And if I was going to be extravagant with myself, I felt like that was being too selfish. I and, always thought that I deserved and I more. And I stopped. <laughs> well, that's problem. the way I am now. I'm like, mm-mm. When I first saw number eight on this list, give you or receive, and immediately went in my head. I'm like, I'm still trying, like chasing down three or four people that I'm still waiting to receive from. I'm like, so. Yeah. Well, I think that what I do think that let's say you really going after those accounts that have not paid you is a way for you to put in the universe that you're serious about what you deserve. Oh, I like that. And I know it's not the best business practice, but for me, a lot of it is a sign of trust. Like it's a relationship with someone, you know, I, I don't like that to be a, a transaction at first, you know, the kind of business, because well, that's it, why I never asked, like, I need you to pay me up front or something like that, you know, but I also... 90% of people always are really good about it. Yeah. yeah. Actually, and I think 
it's been my experience. If I don't ask for it, I'm not going to get it. And I mean, I had a really, I just did a wedding of some really dear people to me, like really dear people to me. I'm like, I practically raised these two kids in when they were in the youth ministry. And I charge, like, if I'm going to do your wedding, you have to pay me. And I don't feel bad about that. I work no. really hard, you know, on to make it a very personal ceremony. And, and, you know, I have to travel, I have to leave my kids, I have to leave my dogs, I've got a lot of coordination, I've got the expense of the hotel, like, it's like, and, <clears throat> and for it took me a while to feel okay about mm -hmm. but i'm like no like you're asking me to do this you know mm -hmm. like you're actually asking me so i told the couple that i was marrying because they're like family to me i i'm not going to charge you to do the ceremony and they were like oh my gosh thank you so much but then i like i drove down there i got a hotel room you know and i'm like I'm thousands of dollars mm -hmm. into this now, you know, and I probably would have gone anyway because they're like family to me. But it's like I also worked really hard on their premarital counseling and their ceremony. And so I reached out to the dad and it was really uncomfortable for me. But I reached out to the dad and said, hey, I just here's my receipts from. And you know what? He was so lovely. He was like, oh, my gosh, of course, can't tell you how special. But I was nervous to do that. Oh, yeah. It's always a little you know? uncomfortable. But but I was like, I will do it, but I don't like doing it. Yes. <laughs> but you know what? It is. That's that's really different than I think what this is talking about. Like we can be giver like like on every Wednesday morning, I teach yoga to the basketball team at at Hillcrest. I look at this as us giving back. Sure, because I do too. we don't make any money on this mm -mm. at all, and right. you know sometimes we lose money, and you know I I think about that and I'm like, but I feel like the remedy helps so many people, and like of all the things that we get to do, like this is a really cool thing that gives back to thousands and thousands. And I look at that as like, we're helping it's a gift. generations. It's a gift. Yes, it is a gift. You know, I when I very first started my private practice, I had, um, I have a really good friend who's a physician. And I said, you know, I think I'm going to do my, my practice on a sliding scale. And she said, no, yeah. don't do it. Mm -hmm. She said, because the people that pay the least will be the ones to no show. And and I so have true. never, not one time, done a session for free. You I'm shouldn't. like, no, this is my job. This is, this is, if I don't do this for myself, if I don't value my knowledge and my training mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. my time, mm -hmm. then why would I expect other people to do it also? Yeah. And, you know, there I did do some uh, work, did some people with an empl uh, employee employee assistance program with a company and it was interesting because the company paid for their sessions and those were the people who no-showed mm. was they weren't they, they weren't invested uh-huh and i've always said if you no-show then you have to pay me anyway mm -hmm. if i booked the hour mm -hmm. i mean if somebody's sick or something clearly i wouldn't do that but i I just and my friend, the doctor said, yeah, it's that you if you don't think you deserve to be paid by giving people you're telling yourself you don't deserve it and you're going to create it in your world. Yeah, I so agree with. Yeah. That. So go ask for those. Yeah, because you do deserve it and you work really hard and you're good at it. And, yeah. you know, there's a difference between that and then giving. Well, if you give, well, if you, you know? give, if you give to the church or you yes. give to a ministry or you give to, you know, Breast Cancer Foundation or all of those things, that's a totally different a totally thing. Totally different thing. And that, but it is, yeah, I think that we will create that, men, if we have that mentality and won't, aren't willing to ask for it and expect that we should have it. We won't get it. Yeah, you've taught me that. Yeah, you've taught me that. Giving time is a lot too. Means a lot. Giving time giving is a time lot. Is such a gift. Well, we're all paid by the hour. Yeah, you know, <laughs> for all of us, our time is our money. Yeah, because yeah. because yeah. our it's our expertise that we have to give our time for. You mm -hmm. know, 
So, and it costs a lot of money for the training and the, you you for the equipment and your you pay rent mm-hmm. every month for mm-hmm. us. I mean, if we were like, hey, we're just not, you know, we're gonna we're not gonna pay you for a while, or would you could you give us a break on the fee or something like that? And you'd probably say, oh, okay, but you probably. wouldn't, but you wouldn't want to. If it was you guys, I would. Well, you no, well, don't. You still wouldn't want to. No, I mean, when when they're your friends, it's different. Like, no, it's not. It is. It's not. When we did it at Tova's house, like that took like three times as long as it does here. But I, I didn't care. You know what I mean? Well, like, but if it's your I friends, think, who's but I think that was a, some, I think that was a different circumstance because Tova couldn't get here. True, and I didn't you want know? you to have to give that up, especially after. No, and it, like that. so that's different though. But like people will, you know, if you start saying, you know, I just have made a decision that I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna discount my fee. Wait and see what happens. I'll bet you you get more and more and more people. <laughs> You're probably right. To that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and honestly, to be that was like one of the most, some of the most fulfilling shows we did i thought well it was was so special it It really was and it was fun being in your house well we can go back to my (laughs) it was fun i liked doing it but except it was hard seeing you that way yeah i know but it but we couldn't have done the show without it you know and so that and it was it was really i know it took a lot more time for you and it was really sweet but i didn't have anything else like you know, it didn't jam me up or anything. Well, so I was happy to do it. Well, Can you believe and that that we only missed one show in the middle of all of that. We didn't. We really didn't, because Janice and I still came in and did one. Yeah, yes. we did. That's amazing. And if we had tried to do it remotely, it's just not the same. Yeah. No, it's not the same. Yeah. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. like once in a while, but not on a consistent mm-hmm. basis. I agree with that. Yeah, me too. Okay. Oh, that was a good one. Sorry, we got that stuck on that one for a long time. No, but I think it's important. Yeah, and I think a lot of people will benefit from it because there's a difference between giving out of abundance and giving out of guilt. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, and just giving because you want to. If you yeah. believe in a cause or you think... Yeah, or you love giving back or you love investing in places and spaces that wouldn't yeah. exist otherwise. But yeah. It's like, but giving because you feel like you need to when you shouldn't that like that those are two completely different yeah God, need and thing though like, need and should guilty. are two di- yes. totally yes. totally different things all right uh continue to continue to dream don't quit napoleon hill was commissioned by american indus- industrialist andrew carnegie to study wealthy people and derive a common method of operation and thinking his book think and grow rich is the culmination of the 25 years of studying 25,000 cases kevin (laughs) (laughs) a burning desire to be and to do Edwin C. Barnes warned, wanted to be a partner with great, with great inventor Edison, but Edison was a tramp with no money even for a train journey. However, he hopped onto a freight train, met Edison, and got himself a menial job with, an, with the inventor. As luck turned out for him, Edison's salesman refused to sell Edison's dictating machine, and Edwin promptly got himself a contract. A tramp became Edison's partner, all because he believed he could. Those who achieve do so by never giving up. Practical dreamers do not quit, writes Hill. Wow. Yeah. Practical dreamers do not quit. I wonder what a practical dream, I wonder what he means by a practical dreamer. Me too. Well, I think it would have to, you know, if I were daydreaming about, getting 50 million dollars within the next year that would probably be a little impractical (laughs) but i would share it with y'all thanks yeah at least two but i think practical means a realistic okay you know realistic dream that's what i'm thinking don't you yeah like now that you say it it sounds super simple to figure out yeah i mean he wanted to be a partner with this guy but you know it's it's very interesting how it all happened for him I have dreams for sure. Like I, I feel like I have, have dreams. And I mean, I was riding home from the airport last night with this sweet couple and she was talking about how she used to be a school teacher and, and she's, 
she has a mother of five kids and she's probably 55, 60. And she was like, I don't know. I'm just still trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. And I uh -huh. just said, I love that you say that, you know, because so many people in their twenties would be like freaked out at this woman who's approaching 60 until, and still trying to figure out, you know, for so many years, she was defined by being a mom. Mm -hmm. And now she's trying to figure out, okay, what do I want to be now that what's next? What's next? Yeah. And I mean, one of the best sermons, and I've talked about it before on our podcast, but one of the best sermons I ever heard was, if you're not dead, you're not done. And yeah. I, I just think that like, there's always purpose in our lives mm -hmm. and, and <clears throat> giving back and doing and becoming is, is an evolution and we're never done until we're dead. Yeah, it's true. So don't quit. Yeah, don't quit. Yeah. All right. Last one, one, Tova. Yeah, number 10. Have a goal and believe in it. Kind of along the same lines. Yeah. Henry Ford was sixth grade schooling with sixth grade schooling found, say that 10 times fast. <laughs> Henry Ford was sixth grade schooling, <laughs> founded a mastermind group, people whose ideas and skills he used to create cars. Edison, with three months of schooling, did not have gen general education, but got himself a specialized knowledge. People like him did not see failure, rather saw only limitations to overcome and fervently went about believing and achieving. It wasn't about prosperity. It was about having a goal they believed in and striving to see it translated to reality. Abundance begins with enjoying what you already have. Ooh, I like mm -hmm, that. Me too. Okay, abundance begins with enjoying what you already have, basking in the joy of simple things, releasing negative thoughts, being a go-giver, and ceaselessly following your dreams and goals. Prosperity and success tend to automatically result. Indeed, the world is a joyous, prosperous place that doesn't know scarcity or difficulty. Lao Tzu says, when you realize there's nothing lacking, the whole world belongs to you. Woot woot. Yeah, there it is. Man. Abundance begins with enjoying what you already have, basking in the joy of simple things, and releasing negative thoughts, being a go-giver, and ceasingly following your dreams and goals. So what do you feel like you're really good at enjoying that you already have? Uh... Oh, I enjoy a whole lot of things. I love my friends. Mm -hmm. I enjoy being with Tom a lot. I mean, I'm crazy about being with my kids and my grandkids. Yesterday, I went to Owen's basketball game, and I just was so happy to be there. He's just so <laughs> cute. It was just really, really mm -hmm. fun. And I feel like that's a lot. I feel like relationships are a lot of my abundance. Mm -hmm. And I think that there are... I mean, I'm very happy that my book is in the process of being published. And so I'm really glad to get that done mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. to and see what happens with that, with that. And I don't really have a, uh, I really don't have anything in mind in particular, what I'd like to have happen. I really don't care what happens mm -hmm. if people, if there are people that read it and it helps. But I think that that is where I am right now. A lot of it is just being really aware of what I have mm -hmm. and what I get to do. Yeah, and, I think that's what they're saying. Abundance yeah. begins with enjoying what you already have. Like yeah. not sitting here, biting your nails, fretting about what is to come. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think a lot of people could look at you and your stage of life and like, well, of course she's not fretting about that. She's already had her kids. She's got, has her grandkids, her career is established she's happily married like what does she have to fret about but i think that regardless of your life stage you can always you can always begin with enjoying what yeah, you already have yeah i think so too i really do i was thinking the other day about uh, i had a, uh i was somewhere and somebody was talking and they had heard on the podcast that i was 70 and they were like i can't believe you're 70 and i said mm. i know i can't believe it either but i said you know what I really like it. It's interesting because it, I'm. I feel like I'm just kind of free or something. 
I mean, it's just nothing but fun from this point out. Mm -hmm. I felt that way when I turned 50. I yeah. was like, there's okay. something free about this There age. is. There is. I think that, and I think for me, it's the responsibility that I have mm -hmm. is not, I'm not responsible for my children. I'm not responsible for my grandchildren. I'm just kind of responsible for myself. I'm responsible to Tom and my children and my grandchildren and my friends, but I don't have a burden of responsibility. Yeah. And that's, which is, is really nice, is. you know, and I, I think that my biggest burden of responsibility is to myself and to mm -hmm. continue to exercise and take mm -hmm. care of my body mm -hmm. and read and write and do all the things that are going to help my brain stay, you know, brain well, in your body. Uh -huh, stay really uh -huh. healthy. So, yeah. So Kevin, that says, uh, the next thing is basking in the joy of the simple things. What are what are simple things that you really embrace in your life? Um, you know, it's weird. I was the first thing that pops into my mind is spending time with my wife, but I haven't been as good about that lately. Why? Uh, it's just weird. It's just been a stressful time, which is, you know, it was easy to pull yourself into that hole. Like I was talking about earlier, the victim mentality thing. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot lately, I just had a feeling of sort of uh, being a little lost, you know, mm -hmm. Like you lost your way. It's a really bad feeling because I feel like I was always someone who thinks three moves ahead and there's nothing worse than thinking, am I out of moves all of a sudden, you know? Mm. And so when that happens, I've told you guys before, I have a tendency to isolate yeah, and I focus on the things that are problems and when I should be not focusing on that and spending more time with her. But I feel like if I'm in my office, I'm on my computer and I'm hunting that I'm working towards fixing everything, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so that's what I'll do. I'll just retreat. But like yesterday when we just sat and watched the Cowboys game, that was great. In fact, before that, it's like the most fun I had in a long time. We sat and it was on TV and I watched Legally Blonde with her from getting to oh, end. Oh, I like, love I, that She was like, show. I can't believe you sat out here this long. And I'm like, yeah, it was really fun. Like I need to be doing more of that and, that's you know, cute. being grateful for the things that I do have. They're well, you know, Which Kevin, goes back to the gratitude thing. I think too for you right now, this is a a very different phase because you're going from two to three. Yeah, and that is a whole journey that you are don't know how it's going to be, mm -hmm. and it's really fun and it's overwhelming, and I'm sure that you feel like okay, I'm going to have another mouth to feed and we're going to have to go to college and, you know, all of this. But there's also an innate abundant feeling that this is all happening accordingly. Like it's supposed oh, to be happening like it this. It is supposed to. And if you can't, that's what's so wonderful. I mean, you're about to experience a level of joy that you have never even been able to imagine. Yeah. I mean, and it's just the best. Yeah. But it's a lot for you it is it is yeah i've never been great with change of any yeah. kind professionally personally greatest. yeah you will this will be the greatest I and mean, we've talked about this this will be the biggest change in your life getting married was a change this is that was not the biggest change having a baby and having your first baby even having your second baby won't be as big of a change oh, as think, you yeah. having a first baby. It's way bigger than getting married. Nothing yes. really yeah. changed when I got married. It was kind of the same because yeah. you know, we'd already lived together. But yeah. I think yeah. the so, yeah. thing is way I think drastic. For you, the, that, uh, the very question that I asked you, like what are the simple things? I think that that's going to be, I think it's an important exercise for all of us. You know, I think that when I lose sight of <clears throat> the little things and get caught up in the big things, I just, I, I kind of lose joy. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, definitely, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, that not remembering the little things is a joy stealer. And for me, it's like remembering, I mean, George's giggle uh, this weekend, we sat and the, me and Carter and it, it, we watched Wedding Crashers. So wildly inappropriate. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh not that bad. Oh, with your sons. Trust <laughs> yeah. me. It's really awkward. Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, can we fast forward? This is really <laughs> awkward. But just seeing my boys love each other and hearing giggles and, you know, the, the leaves changing. I was in Virginia, so I got to see the fall foliage and seeing the sunrise and the sunset through those changing trees. It's like the, all of these things are free. 
you know, all of every single thing I just, George's laughter, them hugging, the leaves changing, sunrise, every single one of those things is free that I'm talking about. And yeah. I don't, I didn't even do that with intention, but it's like, you know, sitting on the back porch with Craig and having a cup of coffee. I know he pays a mortgage on that beautiful home and patio. I don't like, you yeah. know, it's just a yeah. simple, precious oh, yeah. thing. It's funny now that you mentioned that because I swear these always our topics relate like directly into my, I wonder if this happens to the listeners too. Like they always seem to be directly related, but the little things, uh, last weekend I was supposed to go with Elise out to her parents' house in East Texas. And then remember I told you I went to my childhood best friend's baby's Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remembered I looked on the calendar and I said, shit, like I forgot that's this weekend. Like I can't miss that. So she went and it was all the way out in Roanoke, which is like over an hour from Addison. So I went to stay at my parents' house for yeah. two nights before, which was like great just spending time. Like I hadn't been out there in so long because I've been so wrapped up in all the stress and stuff. And then it's like a combination of spending time with them the next day, going to church, I had like a great experience in church, maybe the first time in my whole life. Oh, wow. that's cool. I actually felt something in Catholic church. I always go with my parents and I'm respectful. I can say all the things and go through the motions. It's like muscle memory, but I don't ever feel anything. Mm-hmm. And it was weird. Like that was great. And then my friend sort of guilted me into coming back out there and spending the night. Yeah, and that was great. It. And all the, like, that combination of all those things, those little things, yeah. my perspective started to shift. And with that shift, a lot of the, I don't know, the dark clouds sort of started to go away. Yeah. Things were looking good it, again. Isn't that amazing? It is what happens when we shift our perspective, everything changes. I'm so and glad you shared the that. The world looked totally yeah, different. That's that really cool. When I was driving here to meet you guys from Argyle. Yeah. It was really weird. It's really beautiful. You know, Kevin, one of the things that I remember, and then this is, we could really go down a rabbit hole with this, but when I had my first, when I had Bryn, my oldest daughter, I can remember her when she was little bitty and I would put her up on my shoulders and then then like when her neck was snuggled up against my neck <laughs> was like the most amazing, it was like the heavens open. Yeah. It is, there, there are so many precious moments like that when she grabs your little finger and i mean oh it could just go i mean it is truly it is you are getting ready to have the ride of your life and it's going to be really great and fun the thing i just have to try to remember that's rough sometimes is i gotta hang on to that perspective because i'm the kind of person it's easy for it to shift back for me well you haven't experienced this yet but you just wait it is and you know what's amazing about it kev about what you're about to experience is it is all the little things mm-hmm. like it is what maybe a week ago I had a dream that I got to hold Charlie my son Aww. who passed away I had two consecutive night back-to-back dreams the kinds that feel really real very real about yeah. Charlie about Charlie and, and maybe they are kind of real oh I 1000 oh yeah agree that that's just a little visitation you it know? was it and was I, the first night I got to play with him and he, he and I were playing so hard. He had cute little sweat drops coming down his forehead (laughs) that were so precious. The second night I got to feed him and like, I got to breastfeed him and then I got to like hold him and then I got to change him and it was all so, and I woke up and I mean, think about think about those little actions. There's no amount of money. Were you sad when you woke yes. up that he wasn't there? Yes, but I was also just glad. I just leaned into the moment that I got with him. But I can't tell you how much those precious little things that I mean, you're talking about it being in Roanoke with a with a high school buddy go, spending the night with your parents like going to church you know the, the, if you think about all the meaningful things that we're talking about mm-hmm. not one of them yeah, things I rarely do all at once it's, and but not one of them have a price tag no yeah that's a good point not one of the things that we have mentioned today mm-hmm. we haven't talked about shoes but we love shoes spoon concert <laughs> yeah that probably cost 50 bucks to 100 bucks. I don't know, maybe 300. I don't know. We won't ask Tom. <laughs> don't. Let's don't. <laughs> My whole point is if we could just pause and remember the things that, that joy, that joy, 
what joy really is. Joy really is, and abundance really is the little things that don't have a price tag that mean the very things that we would miss if somebody passed away, you know? Yeah. Like watching Legally Blonde on a yes. Sunday. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. You're going to giggle about well, that. Well, and, and, <laughs> and, and, and you can, res- and you can experience joy on a vacation or. Oh, I'm about it's to. Not, it's I'm not, it's <laughs> you know, it's not just the, just the free things. Sure. But it's the thing that's so great about the free gifts of joy are that they're always available. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wait three weeks to get on the plane or you don't have to earn a certain amount of money before you can do it. Mm-hmm. You can, uh, those things are pretty, pretty accessible. available and accessible. Mm-hmm. And you're about to just leap into yeah, it. Just wait. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, go get abundance. That's what I say. Me um, too. Go, go get, get it. it. It's, yours, it's <laughs> ours for the taking. It is. So have a beautiful week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening.